when you realize that there are other people out there like you, you know, and they wanted this information too. And they're like, yeah, that's, that's what I've been looking for. That really changes things. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever let stress get the better of you? Want to know how to maximize your productivity? My name is Tommy Bowie. Follow me as I deep dive into the minds of successful entrepreneurs and industry professionals on the tools, tips, and strategies they use to overcome stress and boost productivity in their daily lives, especially when the going gets tough and the stakes are high. This is the Stressless Entrepreneur Podcast. My guest today is a global writer, entrepreneur, traveler, and founder of Ready Entrepreneur. Ready Entrepreneur prepares aspiring entrepreneurs to understand how to take advantage of technology and global resources to achieve lifestyle freedom by starting their own online business. A former diplomat, consultant, and corporate executive, she's educated in communications, political science, business, law, and economics, and has lived, studied, and worked in 11 different countries, and has visited over 100 others. The Ready Entrepreneur approach to lifestyle freedom is based on her education, experience, observations, and interactions with entrepreneurs all over the world. Today I have with me, Case Lane. Case, thank you for joining me today on the Stressless Entrepreneur Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be on the show. Case, I wanted to get you on the show today because just like me, you're a budding entrepreneur, but you've started your journey a bit earlier than I did. So I want to dig deeper into your own personal journey and um, some of the challenges that you've had to overcome to get to where you are. But before we before we get to that, are you able to tell us a little bit of history about yourself and what it is that you do? I'll have to do the shorter version or it might take too long mm-hmm. <laughs> because uh, I've had a bunch of careers. Yep. Like most people, especially, you know, entrepreneurs, we follow what society says. We, some of us that we just do what we're supposed to do. So I went to college and got a job and all of that. I actually was a diplomat in the Canadian Foreign Service. I grew up in Canada, yep. ended up traveling the world, got to live in the Philippines and Colombia and Chile. And I was working on trade policy, global free trade between countries. So I was talking to business people. So I decided I needed an MBA because my interest in business had actually started earlier, but it was growing with this. And then I, um, I went to UCLA. So that's how I ended up in the US where I am now in California. Mm-hmm. And I went to corporate. I it was first a management consultant. And then I went to work in Hollywood, uh, behind the scenes, uh, <laughs> not on camera. And uh, But I was in Hollywood working in digital media. Mm-hmm. That's what I really started to get into what was happening right now in, in the world. And uh, I was actually spending time with lawyers and I, because we were trying to figure out how to, the new technology was affecting the business. And I really became more interested in what was happening there. So I went to law school. You see a pattern here. And while I was in law school, I started ebook self-publishing. So I'd always wanted to be a writer. I'm still a writer. I am now. And while I was in law school, I started publishing fiction books. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I started learning everything about online business. Because when you start out, of course, you know, you want a website and then you start learning terms like landing pages and squeeze pages and reader magnet and all these things. I didn't know what they were before. Started learning about them and just taking that all in. And I was totally getting into like this whole thing. And because, and I could totally see now here's an opportunity to really get into entrepreneurship because of what's going on with technology and what's going on with your access to the global marketplace. So what ended up happening is I I graduated, I I do have my law license. I'm technically a lawyer, Mm -hmm. but I also decided to work on my business full time. I decided at that point that this opportunity, what's happening now is really just can't be missed. Like for anybody who's sort of on the edge about this, it's really 
it's the moment to step in and take advantage of tech resources and you know the, the connection of the whole world and just be a part of it. So when I went in full time, then I went all in and I got into everything else around online business. And then what I discovered was people started asking me, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what is yeah, this yeah. that you're doing? And, and the other thing is I realized when I got into it, it's just so much information. There's so much noise, you know, it's ah, everything's coming at you and shiny apple. And then you go, oh, I think I'll do this. And I'm going to do a YouTube channel and I'm going, and you'll find me everywhere because I've done everything. <laughs> and so you'll find my stuff everywhere. Yep. And, and so I, I said, okay, what's, what really works here? What's really needed? And I, I thought, you know, the questions that people are asking me really come down to how do I get started? And so that's where I, where I decided to focus. I started Ready Entrepreneur as a business helping aspiring entrepreneurs prepare to get started and to understand the online business world so that you don't just end up sort of grabbing at everything like I did, but you actually sort of more systematically approach everything instead. A lot of things that I wanted to refer back to just quickly. Okay. <laughs> um, sure. You've traveled many countries. You've studied two degrees traditionally, MBA and law. Talk us through that thought process in starting in the online entrepreneurship because the structure of learning isn't isn't really there. There's a lot of information out there. How did you transition from being, I guess, told and had a syllabus in being taught what to do into the world of entrepreneurship? Yeah, you know, maybe it won't surprise you to say that I started with online courses. Yep, yep. <laughs> so um, when I started looking around, you know, just researching like everyone, okay, how do I sell? The first thing I was looking for was how do I self-publish the book? Mm -hmm. And when I was looking at that, I assembled out a course called Your First 10,000 Readers, and mm -hmm. I took that course. And that course happens to be a very DIY, you know, do-it-yourself course. So it teaches you things like how to set up your website and your landing pages and things like that. So that's when I got into that, that took me down the other roads of, of the other things. But it's definitely, yeah, the, the online entrepreneurship is wide open and there's so many contradictions. You'll find some people will say, oh, you know, YouTube is the best thing. And other people, oh, no, podcasting's the best thing. And no, blogs are finished. No, email's finished. Like everybody's saying conflicting things. Yep. And the gurus, you know, the people who teach the courses and the famous people and everything, they have their thing. That's their one part of it, that that's what they really push. And a lot of people like to say, oh, you know, my one proven method or follow how I do it, all that. And so you start out believing them, <laughs> but then as you get through it, maybe like me, I just started to think, okay, that's not how it works. Because first of all, they never tell you the whole story, which is quite simple, that there's more work involved than it looks like. <laughs> so so the, the story that you can get rich tomorrow and it only takes 10 minutes and don't worry about it, that's not the true story. None of them did that. If you actually dig into their backgrounds, they all did a lot more work to get where they are. Mm -hmm. So I started to realize that and I started with courses. I like courses. I do like online courses. I think there's a lot of information. It's a great way to have a lot of information that you can keep going back to. Yep. So obviously I, I support coaching as well. You know, I have a coach and I like coaching as well because coaching gives you specifics. So a, an online course will give you a good overview and it will give you a set of materials that you can go back to all the time and refer to. Like I'm doing a book launch in a couple of weeks. I went back to my old courses that have all been updated and I went through the material again and make sure make, you know, my plan was all set. And then if you had a coach, you, then you're doing a much more specific one-on-one -on -one process. But I didn't do that. I just went with courses and I went to conferences. That was another thing I like to do. I like to go to conferences, meet people, 
um, hear the different workshops, participate, things like that, and then talk to people about what they've been doing. Yeah, and when it comes to courses, you have to understand that the person that wrote the course wrote them because they've experienced it and that's what worked for them yes, and yes. it may not necessarily work for you, but it is a great way to kind of understand the thought process or yes. um, the structure in learning that type of methodology. Right. I'm glad you said that thing about how it worked for them, but not might not work for you. That's one of the key yeah. things I learned as well. That's very important. They're telling you what they did. And so when you don't have the whole context of everything else that was involved, it might not apply to you at all. Mm. So some of the things, yeah, the technical things will, you, you know, are the same, how to build a website or whatever, but some of the strategies around marketing and so on, promoting just might not be you. And so you're going to have to keep going and try and find something that suits you better. Especially in, in today's world where there are so many online tools out there that can help you yeah. do what it is that you want. It's just mm-hmm. finding the right ones that's easy for you to use, has the user right. interface and I guess the functionality fits your needs as well because you don't want to be, yeah. be spending money on things that do things that you don't actually need, but right. in also understanding functionality. But that's a whole different story in terms of uh, yep. <laughs> business operations and marketing. Let's talk about Ready Entrepreneur. How did sure. that get started? When did you start? I know you have your own podcast, the Ready Entrepreneur podcast. Talk us about how that conceptualized. Yeah, so it started with people asking me what I was doing. So I started blogging about some of the things that I was doing. I started writing about how I got started and some of the tools I use and things like that. So I have the website readyentrepreneur.com and that's where the blog is. And I started the podcast for the same reason. I thought that's a good transition. Sometimes you might not be sure what you like to do if you like writing or podcasting or whatever, but you can use the same content. You can repurpose it. So I would start with writing the blog and then repurpose it as a podcast. So, and then from that as well, the coaching comes from that as well, because people were asking the same thing, you know, they wanted some one-on-one assistance to take it to the next next level. So I slowly built it over the last two, what are we got, three years now, just incrementally, I started an online course, which didn't do very well. So you can get it for free on YouTube if you want to check out the videos. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and then the b- writing. I write fiction and nonfiction. So I write fiction. But then I was writing, I wrote nonfiction books to go along as well with the entrepreneurship work. So I, I've written one about entrepreneurship called Life Dream and another one called A Better Plan about finance. And then the next one coming out called Recast is about getting started. So I basically have touched on all the different pieces of the online business world. Now, I know some people would say you should only do one thing and then when that's successful, then move on to the next. Mm -hmm. But I think what happens with a lot of people is you don't know what you want to do first. You might know you like writing or something, but you're not really sure. You have to be consistent in the business and continually put information out there. And even doing once a week for some people is too much. So I think it's still a bit of a toss up whether you have to do just one thing. <laughs> I think if, you, if you're not sure, try something different because it's no point. I mean, you want to be passionate about what you're doing. You want to make sure you're delivering value. You want to like it. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really, if you're just grinding through and you don't even like it, like you can switch to something else. So for me right now, the focus is always, I'm always writing first. So books and the podcast, I think would, if you were looking at all the things I'm working on right now, those would be the big ones. And then um, having people, you know, who want to work one-on-one and what, taking them through the process, that's be the other one. Yeah. Yeah. I think you answered it in that um, answer, but is there a preferred methodology or platform for you to deliver your content? 
again, I love writing. So I do like putting up the blogs. I always try and have a blog to go with every podcast, yep. but I prioritize making sure the podcasts are up. I want to be consistent with my podcast at least. So I get that up every week. And then I make try and make sure to put up the blog to go with that podcast afterwards. So some of them are interviews. I do interview entrepreneurs as well. So those ones don't will not have a blog to go with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I always have a book that's in progress somewhere. <laughs> so mm-hmm. and then social media, I'm, I go back and forth with social media, I try to figure out a good rhythm there of how I can get it to work for what I do. Because I, again, I started as a writer building an email list. I had a, yep. a reader magnet inside my book. So I focused more on email than I did on social media. And now I'm trying to do more on social media and see how, you know, that really works for me. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I would say, yeah, the podcasts and books are probably the top. <laughs> yeah. I had, we had a previous guest on our podcast, Benjamin Hardy. And he is a fantastic writer and he started yeah. first with building an email list as well and yeah. grew, I think, a, a following on Medium with over 1 million views mm. and then used that to kind of build his podcasting journey and speaking journey. Yeah. Before we talk about Recast, let's talk about some of the challenges of staying consistent, especially mm-hmm. in the podcast, because I know having to deliver weekly episodes can be quite draining sometimes. And yeah. my journey has only been four months long. And I'm starting to see that creep up in terms of staying consistent and getting the right people on the show. Talk us through some key challenges that you went through and then how did you overcome them to get to where you are now? Yeah, I think the first challenge is actually believing that you have to be consistent in order to build your business. <laughs> I think, yep, you know, yep. people keep saying it, but it's one of those things like, really? Like every, especially when you hear the really, the pay, like John Lee Dumas, Entrepreneurs on Fire, his piece started podcasting every day. Yep. And when you hear that, you think, oh, no way, like every day, like, but he's number one. <laughs> so, right, right. Yeah, yeah. But, I'm not too sure how that's even sustainable for, for the majority yeah. of us. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the evidence is there, right? Mm-hmm, <laughs> so, mm-hmm. And who else is like a, a number one, like a Pat Flynn, who also has a couple thousand, I think, podcast episodes at this point. So, okay, so there's the evidence. <laughs> so you could see what works. And then as a consumer yourself, you start to realize, oh yeah, I, you know, I like listening to so-and-so and they haven't done a new episode for a while. They're going to fall down my podcast list and other people are going to be there. So you start to see, okay, there's a reason why you want to have your consistency, you know, have your podcast pop up as a new release every week and, and have your blog show up in their feed and so on, because it's just a matter of getting your name out there. And as a writer, I also began to realize this. Like this year, I really been focused on marketing a lot. Marketing and promotion just became like my big thing because when I first started, I was just like many people, everything is a little bit scary. Like I want to do this, but I'm not sure how, how I can put myself out there and approach people and promote my stuff. And it all feels very strange and everything. And, and so, but then I, I started realizing, so I put my n- numbers to it, you know, and it's okay you're only a certain percentage of people are going to look at, let's say a book. Let's say just, you know, 1% of the people who hear about it are going to buy it. So just run the numbers. Okay. If you're only getting, you know, Amazon's giving you $2 a book for the royalty. So if you only post to your Facebook page and you don't, you know, you have a thousand people and only 1% are going to pick it up. You're only, you're not going to make much money off of the sale of the book. So I started to put logic around it. Like you, I, I have to, make sure that I get my message out in front of X millions of people. It's the exact same philosophy as why when a movie is released, 
you see the movie stars show up on every show. You know, they do interviews on every show. They promote, promote, promote as much, even, even the biggest stars in the world, you know, they just, they have to do all this promotion because they're trying to drive up the number of people who've seen them and heard about them to spark some interest. And so you have to do the same thing. And, it does, and you might not even be selling anything. It might just be about getting your message out, just letting people know what you're up to, but you have to put it out. And you could even run the numbers yourself. Okay, I'm going to post this today and a hundred people will see it or whatever. So you'll start to realize that the, the more you do, the more you are just getting the exposure to make sure that people remember you and have you top of mind. And then whatever your product or service is, is what comes to mind when they're looking for that again. So it's one of these things, it's hard to get your mind around it, but I would say just logically think through, you have to approach a certain number of people to have that small percentage that will then remember you and come back to you. And if you think about the world of online entrepreneurship, you yourself are the biggest salesperson for your product mm-hmm. and your offer. And when it mm-hmm. comes to promotion, unless you get that exposure, no one will be able to see your offer. And if you have right. the best offer in the world and you can actually help people deliver upon a promise or a an outcome, then mm-hmm. you need to be getting out there and serving the people. And by doing that, connecting that interface has to be through promotion um, and marketing. Now that we're talking, starting to talk about the the online space. Mm-hmm. Talk us about your, your your book and what was it all about, Recast? Yes, well, Recast is the uh, Aspiring Entrepreneur's Practical Guide to Getting Started with an Online Business. So mm-hmm. long uh, subtitle, but I think it makes a point. Yep, yep. Um, so what I wanted to do was to help people get over some of the early obstacles. And these are the things that most people don't talk about because they seem so trivial, but they're not when you actually are trying to get started. So the, it's, it's the first 10 actions to take and the first five are what I call foundational. Yep. And it's just getting yourself set up and organized because this is what I've seen. People will, um, so the, 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 one of the things is to set up your workspace. Like make sure you've identified somewhere where you can sit down and work where you, you know, your distractions are gone, you've got what you need around you. Now it sounds like it's silly, but so many people, they end up using that as an excuse, right? And I hope, you know, when people say that they're interested in business, that they, they want to be an entrepreneur, they want to start a business, I want people to keep going, right? So when they come forward and say, well, you know, uh, the kitchen table was occupied or whatever, it's like, yeah, you're just, you're making up an excuse for not doing it. So my thing with Recast is to say, and, and I should say the, t- the title, recasting is like from Hollywood or Broadway when they replace somebody in a, in a film or, or show. So this is about recasting yourself in the role of your own life by becoming an entrepreneur. So I say, do, let's do these little things and get them out of the way. So let's find a place to work, get that out of the way. Let's get all the stuff around you that you need. Let's remove distractions and remove distractions is a big one mm-hmm. because obviously if you live in a house with other people and they're coming and going, and if you've got kids and all these things happening, you know, you have to figure out a way to work with everybody. And a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with having the people closest to them support what they're doing. So that's something you have to get out of the way early so that it doesn't hit you later on. You want to be able to say to people, look, this is serious. I'm really doing this. I want to spend the time on it so I can't be interrupted every five minutes and so on. And then you you need a schedule. Like even when you decide where you want to work, some people get, they find out, okay, they're going to work somewhere, but then it's not quiet. Like in the middle of the day, you know, there's whatever's going on. 
And so suddenly they can't do a, a podcast or they can't do a video call or whatever. So, and then again, it, they'd say, ah, oh, you know, this isn't working and that's the end of it. So that's what I, I wanted to write recast to say, just go through these things. It's not a very long book. It's a short read and it's just check, 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 check. Yeah, that's all done. And then you get to the creative part, which is your business idea and you know, how to, how to refine your business idea, how to research to research just to get started. Don't sort of get lost in research forever on your idea. Connecting with other people and getting your action, what I call the action plan together, which is just the activities you need to do, and then just get started. So it's, it's the first 10 actions to do to get you started, to set your business up and running. And for me, like my hope is that an aspiring entrepreneur could just take it and go through them one after another and get started that way. A couple of things there you mentioned, yeah. having your own workspace. Now, mm -hmm. it's interesting that you say that because I have a separate study purely for my podcast and entrepreneur okay. journey, and I use it purely for that. So it's yeah. it's like I have my own persona as soon as I walk into this room because, yes. you know, I'm, I'm in the zone. I know what I need to do. If I need to watch a movie or, you know, stream some stuff online, whether it be YouTube as a, a distraction, then I do that on my laptop outside. It's, it's, oh, okay. uh, it's, it's, Perfect, it's almost yeah. as if... When you come into this room, you're doing business and there's no distractions. Um, so I, yeah. I absolutely agree on that first point in creating that environment mm -hmm. for you to actually work in without distractions. The second yeah. thing there about you said researching just to get started. And yeah. I, I love that point because a lot of us get stuck in analysis right. paralysis <laughs> where yeah, it's like, yeah. well, what do I need to do to get started? But then like, mm -hmm. what niche do I need to get into? And we need to understand mm -hmm. that our idea our niche who we serve will tend to evolve over time mm -hmm. so it's okay if we get it initially wrong at the get-go and we shouldn't expect to get it right at the get-go because we need to go through and get that feedback loop in terms of yes. what it is that we want to do yeah that's the critical part you get started so you can get the feedback and then keep tweaking and adjusting your idea so yeah that that's an absolutely critical part of it through your time as mm -hmm. the radio entrepreneur, you must have gotten a lot of people come up to you and say, well, how do I get started? How do I do this? Are there any common themes when it comes to those type of questions that you're getting often? Yeah, I would say the big three are confidence, time, and money. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> a lot of people say, oh, you know, I don't know if I can do it. I'm not an expert. And so, and I really want to push back on that because Here's what's going on. The entire world is searching all the time for whatever it is that they need. Mm -hmm. People search in Google, search in Amazon, search on Facebook, search on YouTube. Like that's what people are doing all the time on, online. They're searching for stuff. So they can't possibly have everything they need, right? So even if you think something's been done, like people say it's already been done. Well, it's maybe it's been done for a certain group of people, but it hasn't been done for everybody. And I always like to point out, for example, dieting. Yep. So how many diets are there? How many diet books? How many different ways? The reason is because everybody who tries to go on a diet, then they don't like that one. So they wait for the next one and they try something different. And until we are in a world where everybody has the perfect diet that allows them to be exactly how they want to look, <laughs> there's an opportunity there for you. You know, if that's your field, there's an opportunity. Mm. So the same thing applies everywhere. It applies in entrepreneurship. It applies in exercise. It applies to products, to clothes. I look how many different types of clothing come out all the time. So no matter what your idea is, you have a unique perspective and you have a, a singular approach. 
And that's what makes it possible for you to dominate your niche because you're coming into this in a way that nobody else has before. Mm -hmm. So don't worry about this concept around, oh, I can't do it because it's all done or nobody will listen to me or all of that. Like this is your, actually it's your opportunity simply because you're thinking about it and you want to do it. So I always talk about that and, you know, really you just get the confidence. And of course, I, I, I like a lot of the um, personal development, self-help kind of stuff. If you need a, a Tony Robbins or something, somebody like that to get you going, I totally recommend that as well. Mm-hmm. And then on time, uh, everybody has more time than they think. So I have a literal exercise that people can do of documenting their time just to see where they're spending it. But I think a lot, you know, if you just point out to people, there's a lot more time than you think there is. And I always say, start, let's start with just 15 minutes. So 15 minutes a day, you're going to set aside to work on your business. And what tends to happen is as soon as you spend that 15 minutes, you're interested in what you're doing. So then it becomes 30 minutes and then it becomes an hour. And suddenly, you know, you're, you're able to make a bigger commitment. So it's important when you're starting out, start small. Like, don't say, oh, I need to put aside the whole day. No, you don't need the whole day. Just start with 15 minutes. And you will readjust yourself (laughs) to take more time and get what you need done. Mm -hmm. And then money nowadays online, you can start for free and to do so many different things. Like if you really do not have an extra dollar, you can start with like, you can do a podcast, you can set up for free. You can do a blogs for free. Like there's just so many different things. So there's no real reason not, you know, money is not, unless your business idea is some, new store or something but even yeah. then i'd say start start online with like the concept and then raise the money that way so yeah I, I i really try and address those are the big three confidence time and money and i i really try and address those straight up front and make sure it's all part of recasting yourself being an entrepreneur thinking like an entrepreneur and i want to emphasize that you're doing it for a particular reason like you it's not yeah, i mean of course people talk about the money so money's a big thing okay but there's also just this chance to use your skills in a way you really like. Like a lot of people are, maybe you've got a job you like, but you're not really doing what you could be doing with your skills. And so you want more challenges. So an online business helps get you there. And those are skills, online skills you can use anywhere in the future. And the lifestyle freedom, of course, the opportunity to just do what you want with your time, run your schedule the way you want, live your life the way you want. I think keeping those things in mind about the bigger picture of why you're putting in the time and the effort to start your business that helps give you the motivation to go forward and i always tell my the people that i interact with who want to start their own side hustle or start their own business is that one of the key things you need to focus on is yourself what are your mm-hmm. self interests what is it that you yeah. want to get out of this because mm-hmm. you have your own i guess security when it comes to that full-time job now it's mm-hmm. about, well, how can you develop new skills, or whatever that may be, writing, speaking, video presentation, so that you can perform better at work, but yeah. also you're fulfilling some needs that are, are missing. So yeah. the conversation isn't about money. It's just about fulfilling a certain need. And right. once they can understand that, then everything just comes. Yeah, it's amazing, right? I mean, you're the stressless entrepreneur. And I think that's the big piece of it is that you need to realize what you're doing now is reducing the stress of your entire life, you know, Mm. because instead of doing things you don't want to do, instead of operating on somebody else's agenda and so on, you take that step into entrepreneurship. And some people think it's scary and all of that, but you manage it. Mm -hmm. And because you're in control of it, you actually do get to manage it. Unlike in your regular job. 
Yep. So once people get into it and realize like, wow, this is such a dramatic change in the way you, you see your life. Like it just totally changes everything around that. And then which makes it even better because you're continuing to work at it and continuing to grow the business to manage and maintain this new life that you've created for yourself. Yeah. And when you hear about the people who you talk about being super happy, you know, they've quit their full-time job and, but then mm -hmm. they've had to reduce their pay by half. But then mm -hmm. it makes them a lot more happier purely yes. because they've been able to have more control in their business. That yeah. conversation is never about money as well. So, you know, even though we see it being told to us, we still go, well, we need more money to do this. We still will mm -hmm. need more money mm -hmm. to do that, which is just a paradigm shift that is very hard to kind of remove considering what we're taught when we're younger. Yeah, exactly. And, which, and it's difficult too, because I don't want to make it sound like entrepreneurship is all like wonderful. Um, everything will go perfectly because lots of things will go wrong. But yep. the real issue, the, the thing is though, that you're just in so much better control of it because when you're working for somebody else, you might not even know that things are going wrong until the day they come and say, okay, the company's closing Bye." you know, like, you know, at least as an entrepreneur, you have having that control just really gives you an opportunity. So I always say, you know, if you're doing nothing, you know, for sure, nothing's going to happen. But if you do something, at least you have, you're giving yourself a chance. You're giving yourself a 50, 50 chance to make something happen. And that, that's a huge difference. Talking about a lot of things going wrong, the current situation, COVID-19, yeah. and I know there's a, there's a couple of things happening with the Black Lives Matter movement over mm -hmm. in, in America. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of stress that's happening, even perceived stress for a lot of people. Has it impacted your business? And do you have any guidance on people who have lost their jobs and are looking for a new way or a new approach into the world of online entrepreneurship? This time in 2020 is just absolutely unprecedented, of course. For, and for so many people are facing just a world they never expected and they've lost you know, everything and so on. And, uh, and of course, the health toll just in general and, and, and the death rate is very is shocking and sad. And it's, it's just been very difficult, I think, for a lot of people just even to get their minds around what's going on. Like this is a, a world where you can't plan anymore. You can't predict. And, and even, you know, even though in the past we never could predict the future anyway, this feels like even more so like, what is the, what does our society look like? Like how could we have changed everything so dramatically? Mm -hmm. So for me personally, for online people, it's actually, you know, for every horrible thing that's happened, it's also at, for online people though, it's been a opportunity because everybody was forced online at once. Yeah. And it totally changed the way that people see being online. So for people that have been earning their living online and they had friends and family that are like, what are you doing? And now they, the friends and family are coming to them and say, can you help me? That was a huge difference, the shift. So, and the shift is also one where people, I think, believe it's permanent in a lot of cases that a lot of businesses are going to be online going forward. Yep. So for the average person who just lost their job just like that, maybe they're having trouble with their rent or their mortgage, and they never thought about going online before, this is the time to try it. When you think about who's working in 2020, well, the essential workers are all working. Management, corporate level people are working, but all of those companies are in jail, not all, but a lot of those companies are you know, restructuring and so on. And then the online people, everybody online is still working. Mm -hmm. So you can see if you're somebody who just lost your job and you're not sure what to do, you can clearly see that there is, is a pathway to income 
despite the high unemployment rate, most people are actually earning a wage and a salary. They're not getting government assistance like as a percentage. So there's money out there and there's an extraordinary need. Like suddenly like the, the quest for solutions to so many questions have come like skyrocketed. So if you are somebody, there's just oh, I, so many fields right now, everything from educational materials for children to communication tools, interaction things, if you've worked in any kind of well, psychology you know, or psychiatry, any of those mental health issues, those are always, and then things like uh, exercise, like all the exercise fields. I was watching a, a video of a, a woman was talking about how she's moved her exercise business online, you know, because everybody still needs to exercise. So what it calls for is a bit of imagination. And this is the role of entrepreneurs. If you've never thought of becoming an entrepreneur, it's going to be tough. But if you've always had it in the back of your mind, which people who probably listen to have always had it in the back of their mind, and think, okay, now I'm being forced into it, which is common as well. Sometimes people are kind of forced into figuring out how to make some money quickly. So they go to entrepreneurship. That's fine. Now think about what are all your interests and what are all your skills? Like that's where you start the process of deciding on your business idea. Just write them all down. However you like to, you know, document things, just write down everything that you can think of. Sure. You know, your educational work experience is important, but as I said before, you don't have to be an expert in anything. What are all your skills? What are your hobbies? What are your interests? Just write them all down. And then within each one, you want to pick what you're passionate about. So you could put down your, your hobby is gardening. So, but what part of gardening? Do you like picking flowers or whatever? I don't know, gardeners do, but mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, or do you like playing in the soil or whatever? Something in there. And so what's, what do you know about that industry that's missing? Like what gap needs to be filled? And what happens is then you, let's say you are somebody, you're, you're usually, let's say you're searching online all the time for something, you can't find information. That's a gap that needs to be filled. And if you want to be that person, set up a quick little website, write some blogs, put it up there, let your friends know, let your colleagues know so that people start coming to it. And then you're able to sell ads on it and so on. Maybe you start a little course, like all of a sudden it might snowball into something that at least is earning you, you know, even if it starts as a couple of dollars, that's more than you had before. So the first thing to do is just if, figure out all your interests and skills and then figure out where you're passionate on any of those interests or skills that you could then take forward and turn into a business. And I think one of the benefits of going online in today's day and age is that you can start a business very lean in, in a sense mm -hmm. that there's platforms out there that can allow you to deliver your content to users for free. And, you know, if you want to start a WordPress website, it's very minimal in terms of monthly recurring fees. Mm -hmm. So at a minimum, if it doesn't work out, there isn't much loss there. So that's the, one of the key things mm -hmm. that I tell people is that mm -hmm. you need to test it because the, the benefits far outweigh the, the costs involved because you know, you're not renting out a, a warehouse that's gonna, that you have to pay rent for. It's just you know, a couple dollars a month to test out the platform or, or test out new ideas. And if you start gaining momentum, then take that forward. But yeah. you, you won't know until you, you try it. So that, and, and that's the, the first way to, for them to get started. Yeah. And I think, you know, and again, people say, oh, something I've never done before. I don't know how to do it, all that. But you have to at least try and take that first step. And all of social media is still free as well. So even if you don't have any friends or you haven't started the process, you could, there's ways to get on social media and start promoting what you're doing 
and let people, you know, know that it's out there. We were talking about this earlier, how you have to just let people know what you're doing. So, you know, you could start a Twitter account around whatever your idea is that, you know, your hashtags and people start following those hashtags. Like there's just so many ways to approach it. And you'd be surprised because the thing to remember is the marketplace you're looking at is 7 billion people, most of whom have access to the internet in some way, a lot of people who have common interests. So you might be in a world where people around you are not interested. Maybe your friends and family don't like your idea or whatever. Forget them. <laughs> go on, go online mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where you can find your community, where you can find people who are interested, people who will want that information from you and focus on them. And that's where you can start to grow. And it's exciting also, like when you realize that there are other people out there like you, you know, and they wanted this information too. And they're like, yeah, that's, that's what I've been looking for. Mm -hmm. That really changes things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and having zero followers is a blessing in disguise because if you are not confident in front of a camera or delivering mm -hmm. content, this is your opportunity to, to use that platform to, to kind of grow as your following yeah. grows. And yeah. so for me, as soon as I had my first message from mm -hmm. you know, that random person saying, great job on the podcast, really enjoyed it. That gave me a lot more confidence, but it wasn't yeah. until that first message to, to kind of help me believe in myself. And that's great. And that's the thing. That's why you just have to do it. And don't mm. worry about, don't worry about two things. Like you like, don't worry about zero followers, but don't worry about how long it takes as well. Yep. Some people are like, oh, nobody liked my post on day one or something like that. Well, nobody knows you're there yet. Like, give it time, especially if you've just lost your job or something like that. You can be online all day trying different things. You could be posting 20 times a day. So give it time. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. The only difference between those who make it and those who don't is giving up. That's my you know, opinion on that, because that's what you usually see. You usually see people who just give up and they stop doing, they don't want to do it anymore, but they didn't give it enough time. Mm -hmm. And if you have an idea because you saw a problem, like you saw a gap, you saw a solution that you could bring to people, if you figured out a product or a service that people want or need, and then you just give up, you've given it to somebody else. You know, you've given that opportunity for, to somebody else. Yeah. You just have to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. And and when we talk about market saturation, I don't believe market saturation actually exists because no. every person has a unique proposition that they can deliver to their customers. Yeah. And in the world of online entrepreneurship, your exposure, like you said, is the seven billion people and mm -hmm. all you need is the, the first one thousand people and you have your yes. your business. Your one thousand true fans. <laughs> that's right, that's right. <laughs> Case, we're just running out of time. Is there anything sure. that I've left out that you'd like to speak about? No, I think we've covered everything or we've covered a lot. So obviously, if anyone has any questions, please reach out to me. You can catch me on social um, at Case Lane or at Ready Entrepreneur on the different sites. And or you can email me contact case at readyentrepreneur.com if there are any follow up questions. But uh, yeah, it's great conversations. Uh, I think we covered a lot. <laughs> yeah. And the release of your new book, Recast, is there a scheduled mm -hmm. date? Yeah, so for the date is July 26th. I'm holding to that date. So there, I'll have a link for all the listeners. There is a reader summary that goes through the first 10 actions. And it's just a, just a short PDF document that you can go through and see what those 10 actions are. So if you want a copy of that, it's a free PDF you can get from me. And then I'll be letting you know when the book is released if you want the details behind everything as well. Fantastic. Case, thank you again for joining me today on Distressless Entrepreneur. It's been a pleasure. 
Thank you so much for having me. There you have it, guys. Thank you for tuning in to the Stressless Entrepreneur Podcast with me, your host, Tommy Bowie. If you like what you've heard today, please make sure you subscribe to our show and share this podcast with your friends. Leave us a review so that we can take on your comments, grow with you as a channel, and keep providing you quality, stress-free content. If you have a story to tell or just want to say hi, drop me an email on hello at thestresslessentrepreneur.com. I'll catch you all on the next episode.